0: Hi everyone, you're listening to the All Time Chatter Podcast. Welcome to this week's new episode. As you read by the title, in today's episode, I have a very special guest of mine and one of my friends joining from Japan again in here. The most interesting part about this episode is that I absolutely loved listening to her story. But she is also one of the first person because of whom I got to know about the Mech scholarship in Japan. And also her YouTube videos, her reels on Instagram has inspired me a lot. And I absolutely love watching it as it's one of my most favorite entertainment source. So, in this episode, we'll be deep diving into a life story of living in Japan. As she's residing in Japan, currently studying in Kyoto University, she has a lot to share as a first experience of landing into Japan, facing any kind of multicultural issue, language barrier, making friends, dealing with homesickness, loneliness, and a lot more. So, without further ado, let's move forward into this amazing episode with Anamika. Anamika
1: hi everyone welcome to the all-time chatter podcast today i have a very special guest with me in here her name is anamika and you probably heard the intro so i will introduce her in here hi hi (laughs) how are you today
2: i'm good i'm good thank you for having me on your podcast
1: so happy to have you in here so i have to introduce Yeah, Yeah. so now can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, so hi everyone, I'm Anamika, so
2: I'm doing my master's in Japan and uh, I'm doing a master's in information science in Kyoto and uh, yeah, I also have a YouTube channel where I tell about like uh, MEC scholarship and different scholarship opportunities in Japan and like daily life in Japan that I experience. So yeah, this is all about me.
1: So, also I'll be linking her YouTube channel down below, like it's very pretty, her blogs blogs are really good, Thanks. so go check it out. So this my first question to you will be like, you did your B.Tech, as you said, uh, from India. So, mostly students prefer European countries or United States for their studies if they get chance in Masters. So why did you select Japan?
2: so yeah actually i did my btech uh, in mechatronics engineering in india so the mechatronics engineering field uh, is not was not that popular in india like back in 2017 when i started my btech uh, but like it's getting popular now so when i was like researching about my field i got to know that it is originated like from japan so yeah that was a kind of like spark that my interest in studying in Japan and uh, I've been always fascinated by you know like East Asia country more than like uh, western countries so like Japan was like one of my list like major countries In the list of doing masters, and uh, after that, I wanted to like switch in artificial intelligence and like information science for my degree. And uh, major part of like applying to Japan was like the MEC scholarship, I got to know about it, and I'm like, wow, this is like a very good opportunity. And uh, I got to know about the universities and the programs, and I think Japan has like a lot of scope in artificial intelligence. You see, robots around here. and like many things, so I think Japan has a lot of scope in artificial
1: intelligence. So I thought, like, why not going there and like study AI? Yeah, that's interesting. And one thing also, like, I got to know about Mech Scholarship because of her, and uh, I started watching her videos since last December and I applied. Hopefully, in the future, if I get into MEX and if I get into Japan, I'll be happy than ever. To do. you, don't thank you do so much. So I'm I still hoping it. in the upcoming year, I really wish to get into Japan. So like, uh, and I mean, like, I am a very huge fan of Japanese cartoons, anime and everything, which always interested me to either go to South Korea mm-hmm. or Japan, because J-pop and K-pop are so famous. Yeah, so like, when you were doing your graduation and when you were applying to Japan, ke karhe, had something came into your mind like, uh, because of the culture, because of the J-pop and everything, you want to go there? Yeah, as
2: I said, like I was more interested in Southeast, like East Asia country, uh, specifically like Korea or Japan because of the soft pop culture, like anime and J-pop. Even in Korea, I'm also interested, like in going to Korea. Uh, as, like K-pop and K-dramas as well. So like these were also, uh, you know, pushing factor that encouraged my mind to apply in Japan. So like yeah, these were like played a important role.
1: Same. So like you have a very, you had a very big transition from India to Japan. Like in India, we have all the family members. It's very packed. Mm -hmm. So when you went to Japan, what were your first thoughts when you landed with your suitcase in Japan? You were going to your whatever accommodation? So were you, uh, like, did you know the Japanese language? What were the difficulties when you translate from there? So, yeah, uh, about the
2: Japanese language, uh, we for the next scholarship, for the master's student, we have to do a Japanese course, which is around six months. So at that time, uh, we had like a, a Japanese language course going on in our home country for one month. Uh, so I did not knew Japanese at all, like, uh, but I knew how to read like hiragana and katakana, like very basic arigato, gozaimasu, konnichiwa and that's all when I landed in Japan and just to read the hiragana and katakanas, that's it that was my japanese language so I was all lost Uh, like what's happening as soon as i landed i could not read the signs anywhere Mm -hmm. like uh, it felt like a whole new place it was a whole new place but it was like so out of my mind i expected that but still when you land in japan and it's like oh it was like my mind got like frozen it's like what to do what not to do i did not know so in japan at that time i landed here in 2022 so there was also like covid restrictions going on so i had to be in quarantine a hotel for like three days and get the rt pcr test done and all i remember i used to like feel so lonely and i used to cry all night and like i don't understand anything like what's happening so it took around i would say a month to finally realize that okay i'm in japan things work here differently you have to get your things done there's like no one coming to help you so small things like getting a sim card getting a, a bank account or like having a residence card it used like it was such a big task at that time for me because i did not knew any language and if you go to like official office in Japan they only operate mostly they mostly operate in Japanese so it was like a very difficult task for me to go there all by myself and do things so yeah those were like a uh,
1: interesting experience I would say when you think about your past like when you entered into Japan and just when I look at your videos and now it's like you have done it like so far and now you are like so experienced so whosoever comes you can learn so now you are totally accustomed to cultures and traditions mein. uh not totally i would say mm-hmm. still sometime
2: i would get like culture shock and i'm like i would not get uh accustomed to this 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 culture but uh, i would say yeah i would more adapted to this society now. I know how to like function according to this society and the in this environment specifically. So yeah, especially I've been living in Kyoto for more like more than one year, and uh, I whenever I go outside of Kyoto, like places like Tokyo. Or other places, it's it's different. I still get that kind of culture shock. Oh, I have to adapt, get adapted to a new environment because Tokyo is very crowded, very fast paced, mm-hmm. and environment in Kyoto is very different from like, than Tokyo. So yeah, it's, I still get I have to like do some work to get adapted. But it, I think it's kind of part of a process. So yeah, I'm trying to get adapted to this environment. So like, which one you like the most, Tokyo or Kyoto? I like Kyoto more than Tokyo. I would say I've been to Tokyo more than like uh, two, three times. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to do in Tokyo. Tokyo is like one of the biggest cities in the world. and uh, But there's uh, many people, like so many people in Tokyo, because it's the most populous city in the world as well. Uh, So if you're coming in Japan as a tourist, I would totally recommend like staying in Tokyo more, like rather than going to other places. But uh, if you want to like live in Japan and you are not that a fan of fast paced life, I would say like, because uh, I am from India and India, we also like have a bigger population. uh, So it would, I feel like it's not that uh, difficult to get adapted to that uh, you know the Bhagdor. but after living to Kyoto in Kyoto for like uh, almost more than one year I feel like I'm more kind of Kyoto person now than <laughs> Tokyo so I would I would love to go to Tokyo to visit places because they have like many different tourist places and attractions but I
1: think for a long term purpose I would live in, in Kyoto, Kyoto. Yeah, so you have like visited- a lot quite so like you have visited Kasuka Bay or like not its near not yet i think it's,
2: you want it, to visit it's far yeah sure i do want to visit it's one of my like bucket list i want to visit kasukabe uh, <laughs> i like i have seen videos of it uh, before coming yeah. to japan yeah so i haven't visited it yet i don't get like a lot of time to travel because of the studies but uh, yeah sure i'm like trying to, you know, make a balance so that I can explore Japan as well as studying in Japan as well.
1: Yeah, we'll be waiting for your Kasukabe vlog and then oh, that vlog yeah. will blow up. I mean, so many people just want to, you know, like watch that vlog. Yeah, everyone just, just want to explore that city. So it would be good whenever you get time, you just record that vlog.
2: Yeah, yeah I'm definitely gonna go there it's like one of my bucket lists I just like ha- managing the time when to go there and I'll just book the trip and go to Kasukabe and vlog it and post <laughs> I everything I
1: getting YouTube recommendation videos bit. <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> so like uh when you like told your parents and your friends about that you've had met what was like your initial reaction there and did they allow you yeah they said Please. no like parents Indian parents sometimes most people don't want to send their kids far away but what was your parents reaction and everything uh so i remember i was applying to different uh,
2: scholarship like uh in, after my graduation from b-tech i wanted to do a master's in abroad i told that to my parents so I think they were ready to like send me abroad Uh, so I was applying to different countries but yeah definitely I wanted to like apply I wanted to get accepted in Japan in the next scholarship I did not uh, mention that to my parents like they did not take it seriously till I cracked the preliminary exam and the interview so after that I'm like okay maybe she is going far uh, my father did not have like much issue with it, but my mom was a little scared uh, to send me off. But yeah, at the same time, she was very supportive. I remember she used to send me different uh, internship opportunities as well as scholarship opportunities. Uh, so yeah, she would suggest me to apply here and there. So yeah, I did not have much problem with my parents. Uh, when I cracked the scholarship, when I cracked the pre-eliminary exams and the interview, then I told my like friends. So yeah, maybe I have a chance of going to Japan. And they were also very like happy for me.
1: And uh, yeah, parents were supportive in that. Such a big achievement. Like uh, when you are small, you never thought like this would happen. And now this happened. It's like, what some people who can like me? You know, this thing happened by chance. And then they just go. And it's very nice to see you guys setting up mahape. Thank you. Thank you so much. She's like, Not <laughs> no, I don't know how to take a lot of compliments. Like, I don't... So gonna you said that uh, people have to take Japanese language course like six months or something, mm-hmm. you mentioned. So what is that? Like, is it necessary for master students to take before they go to Japan? Yeah, it will be okay if they don't take and land into Japan. Yeah,
2: so it's uh, mostly, you have to take it after you land to Japan, but uh, in our case because of the COVID situation, our arrival in Japan was delayed a month. So we were supposed to arrive in Japan in April 2022, but we arrived in Japan in May 2022 because of the COVID situation. So that's why we had to take like one month of, uh, because the courses uh, already started in April, so we have to take our uh, Japanese course back home in our home country, according to the Japanese time. So it was difficult like getting up so early for the classes and uh, yeah, but mostly it's like you now, if you apply for it, you, you can take the Japanese class once you come to like Japan. And also I would like to mention, like for master student, you can skip it depending on your professor and your graduate school. So I know friends who did not have to take this uh, mandatory language course uh, because uh, the studies in master mostly depend on your professor. You have to Mm -hmm. mostly contact with your professor. So if your professor speaks English and he says like uh, he or she says like there is no need to take a Japanese course, then you can skip it and directly enroll in your graduate school. But if your professor wants you to take it, then you can take it. Or if you if you by yourself want to take the Japanese course because living in Japan definitely requires like knowing Japanese. You cannot function here without knowing Japanese. So you might you Mm -hmm. might function like it's okay for you to uh study in japan like master's program if it's in english you won't have any problem but like in daily day-to-day life social life you might like need japanese so i think it's better if you take the japanese course
1: Uh so like it's been almost one year since you are living in japan right So like first you said that you dealt with loneliness, friendship and every issue happened, so what's the scene now? Like, Do you deal with homesickness or is it okay totally now that you don't have that thought in your mind?
2: Uh, Actually about the loneliness thing I would say, I also made a video about it, but I think like Japan is, uh, I still feel lonely about like uh, living after one year i do have friends it's not like that i don't have friends i have international friends as well as few japanese people that i know from my university from my graduate school but uh, i think the japanese society is functioned this way that you have to they are a, like you have to do things on your own like uh, they expect you to do things Everything's on your own so it's like uh, if you hang out for a time it's like uh, okay we are very good friends after that they don't contact you or they don't contact you much so it's like not a very close bond or something like that but uh, yeah it's like you go on your own way we'll, we'll go on our own way so it's like that so maintaining a good friendship with the Japanese person even though you speak good Japanese stuff breaking into their shells is really tough so this is one thing that I've noticed and observed about Japan and uh, yeah about getting homesickness I would say like uh, I started like uh, making feel I feel like Kyoto is also kind of become a home to me I remember when I was going back to India for my spring break I missed Kyoto a lot. I remember while I was on plane, I was I felt the same way when I was leaving India. I felt the same emotions while going back to India. So it's kind of like both of the places are kind of home now. So yeah, I, I love living here. I love living in Kyoto. But uh, yeah, sometimes it can get lonely because of the society, I would say, this environment. So it's difficult to make
1: uh, Japanese, be friends with Japanese people. Means like they don't stay like so much in touch. Like suppose we talk true, and we stay in true. Touch. Like indians yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. stay in touch for one year or sometimes they'll ask you how you are, but they don't. Yeah,
2: do they don't. They don't. That's what that was what, like. Uh, one of. Uh, Cultural shock. I would say. I was like mm-hmm. is it normal in Japan, or are they ghosting me, or something like that? Mm-hmm. But I heard uh, from other friends that's the normal kind of behavior that uh, Japanese people do, and uh, that's not something uh, strange here. So this is their behavior, and this is like it's very difficult to break into their shells and make them very close friends. And like when they are with you, they're so nice. Japanese people will help you like a lot. And uh, yeah, if you ask them, if you approach them, they, they'll hang out with you and they'll like uh, help you,
1: anything. But uh, if you don't approach to them, they're like, we they won't talk to you. <laughs> so like, uh, you are you close with some Japanese people like as friends, like really close or it's just Indian friends or friends from other countries, but not from Japan right now?
2: Uh, mostly my friends are like from other c- countries. not. From Japan but I do have like a few people in my lab as well as like in my university that I know are Japanese and I have hung out with them from like few times and that was like amazing but yeah that as I said we don't meet often so it's like we don't uh, like have any deeper connection but whenever we meet so it's like okay hi we'll let's let's hang out and then it's like that so, but most of the close friends that I have are like from
1: other country or India. Mm-hmm. So, like, some huge cultural difference that you have faced in Japan, like, really huge, that shocked you. Like, this was about friends, something else that you have in your mind
0: that
1: uh, just shocks
2: was, you now. Shocks you now. I would say. Uh, it was like cultural differences, like, yeah, like having a. Uh, so, onsen here is a kind of a big thing so onsen which means like uh, having a public bath oops so, sauna yeah yeah kind of sauna but like uh, a natural hot spring water there okay. are many like hot spring places where like uh, in people go <laughs> yeah yeah same yeah so i think that is still a culture shock for me like going to onsen uh with your friends and all uh having like a public bath space which is like not very familiar thing in india so that's one of a culture shock that i can think of right now <laughs> yeah and yeah people so, like you went are... there the baby not you yet. went no? Not yet. Still, I still feel like a, a bit weird about it. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a, one of a nice experience from other mm-hmm. the foreign friends I've heard. So yeah, they say that it's a nice experience. So I'm looking forward to going into
1: it someday probably. <laughs> I'll vlog on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see about that. <laughs> yeah. So, Namaka, what was your one of the biggest struggles in Japan? Like th- like one of your most toughest phase in Japan, where yeah, you didn't have a toughest phase when you were there for one year? Oh,
2: that, it's like, uh, I had many tough phases. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, one of the most toughest phases, I would say, while getting sick. Yeah, because uh, the weather here changes so suddenly. So sometimes there's rain, then there's uh, hot weather again, then humidity. So that change in weather like makes me fall sick very often. Uh, So I have like a tonsillitis problem. So I get like throat ache and fever whenever the weather changes drastically. So yeah, whenever I get sick, I think those are the most toughest phase for me in Japan because Uh, The system, the medical system here is uh, very different from like in India. Uh, In India, you can go to the pharmacy and ask for the medicine directly, but here you cannot without the doctor's prescription. So you have to go to the doctor first and uh, the medical expenses here are like so high. So like even though if you want to go to the doctor, you have to make an appointment. Uh, like uh, one day before two day before something like that you have to call to the hospital and i think that's the biggest challenge for me because um, i know japanese like uh, very basic conversational level of japanese like going to convenience store or talking to people like with the keywords uh, sometimes uh, yeah i can understand them but talking to them is like a difficult thing so making an appointment in the hospital uh, is very difficult thing for me so i think and especially when i'm sick i don't have the energy to talk to the hospital and make an appointment and go there after like one or two days so i think getting sick here
1: is really like takes physical and mental tolls on me mm-hmm. and plus like you don't have anyone like as a family true. to care for you those sometimes yeah you that's, that's, that's right that you have nobody to be in bed and who is there to take care of you yeah it's like you have to cook your own food
2: even though you are sick because you have to take medicines and you have to eat something i think Mm -hmm. that's the most toughest part of living not even living in japan i think living anywhere away
1: from anywhere like i also stay alone in here in delhi i'm doing my graduation so i cook my own food i clean my own clothes i'm doing it for the last two years so i also know that Sometimes I'm the si- I'm the single child. I'm the only child of my parents. So mm-hmm. I just feel like whenever I go home, we just stay in there and don't come back. And now yeah. I'm in here, so I just get sick. So I have to manage it myself. Yeah, sometimes you have good roommates who are there to help you. But for you, the situation like you guys stay indoors, right? So you don't have. Yeah, a... yeah. St- I used to
2: stay in dorm like for the first six months, but now uh, I stay in my own apartment. I don't have like a roommate or thing, so it's like a own one BHK apartment kind of thing. So yeah. So you don't feel scared to stay alone, or is it not? With uh- uh, it has become normal for me now. Earlier I used to like when uh, I was in like graduate, undergraduate degree so I had like uh, two, three roommates. So at that time I used to think when, when I'm going to move out, move alone, it's going to be very scary for me. I don't know how to do things. How will I live alone? But now I think uh, in Japan, it's pretty normal to have like uh, no roommates, even though you, if you're in dorm. When I was in dorm, I had like a single room, I had no roommates in my dorm as well. And I think that accustomed me to living in like apartment as well. Also, like, I have some Riddhi, like in the same apartment, so we can meet anytime. So. You live yeah, in I the think. same
1: apartment? Yeah, we live in the oh, same apartment. Oh, that's nice. So. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so we can meet any
1: time we want and like chat. That's nice. So like, uh, what is one of your most favorite places in Japan to hang out when you feel like kind of bad or some days like th- that's the place that you want to go and you would recommend us also if we come, we should visit that one place.
2: Okay, so yeah, uh, I will start with uh, what places in Kyoto. So uh, my favorite place in Kyoto is like uh, Kamogawa River. Uh, So Kamogawa is like Kamogawa translates as a Kamo translates as duck and gawa translates as a river so like together it's like Kamogawa so it's very close the river is very close to my house and it's like so beautiful going out there and like seeing the sunset and uh, just sitting there you can like especially in the summer you can see so many people out and like they say like Hanabi so it's like Diwali they do like uh, they light up full jadi and patakes every every day throughout the three two three months in summer it's like a celebration around here they do it like every day and I just go there alone and just sit and just see you know people watching people observation I just do that and uh, it like really helps me to heal or have like a nice time to think just just be there and enjoy the scenery i would really recommend if you come to kyoto you should like sit at kamogawa see the sunset it's, it's such a pretty place that's nice and outside of kyoto yeah so recently i went to like tokyo but uh, from uh, in tokyo i would say like i have a famous uh, favorite place which is uh, odaiba so it is like a artificial city, like planned city made in Tokyo, mostly for tourist purposes. So they also have like a beach, so I really like that area, uh, or, although it's like artificial and man-made beach, but uh, yeah, it's the, the whole city vibe is so nice. and pretty i like uh, enjoy going there also like if you want to go outside of tokyo it's a more quieter place which is near like doesn't take much time from tokyo i would recommend going to inoshima i recently went there and uh, it was also a beach place and uh, but yeah the, that city is like so nice it doesn't give off like japan why you go there it would feel like you are somewhere in like Florida or Hawaii, very beachy vibe and they also have like very mysterious shrine kind of thing which reminds me of like Ghibli movies. I am like a very huge fan of Ghibli movies. So yeah, I really look for those kind of places and in Kyoto you can find so many shrines if you like just go out for a walk. I'm not talking about the famous and crowded ones because they are very famous shrines like uh, Yasaka Shrine, Kyomizu dera Temple, so these are the top tourist places and uh, you cannot find these places like empty, never, it's like always flooded with tourists but apart from that there are many other shrines as well that are not much famous but you can go there and like you know feel the Authentic Japan, authentic like old Japan, old Kyoto, and I think that's very nice to explore. I would say I would recommend. I really now, want like, to go now. The
1: way you are just staying. I really want to visit those places. Yeah, I would I
2: totally recommend you. I hope you come to Japan soon. I would like give you more suggestions
1: to go. Then we could be visit together for a few days. Yeah, yeah, video. sure. I hope. Yeah. So now, one of my main question to you is that you guys get a monthly stipend, right, because of next. So, mm-hmm. do you ever face financial crisis or any financial difficulties or you don't have to manage, like you don't have the tension to manage your finances because you have money left at the end of the month? so yeah i
2: think it depends on where are you living in japan so also our stipend also uh, depends on where are you living in japan so those people who are living in tokyo or osaka or even in kyoto get a little more stipend because these places are expensive uh, yeah than other places if you live in the countryside of japan you're gonna get a little like the standard stipend which is like one 43, 000 yen but if you live in kyoto osaka tokyo Tokyo or Sapporo like major cities of Japan where the food and like like accommodation is very expensive you'll get like not more but two three thousand more than the standard Uh, so I think I would not say that uh, manage like I'm able to manage to save a lot of money by the end of the month because of the rent expenses and the food expenses here but uh, it's enough it's enough for to survive like in a month and uh, have live, not very comfortably, but yeah, kind of comfortable life. So yeah, we can manage our accommodation, we can manage our bills and we can manage like getting food and uh, yeah, miscellaneous activities. Uh, But after that, after doing all that, I don't think it's like uh, not much amount of money saved in our bank account. So like, it's just enough. Just enough to survive in Japan. Enough
1: to survive a month and then... So you don't have to like borrow any money from your family Mm -hmm. or anything. You just do it Mm -hmm. by yourself. Yeah. Also, you can also
2: get a part-time job in Japan. Uh, mm-hmm. so if you know a little bit of Japanese you can get a part-time job of teaching or uh, teaching like English even if you don't know Japanese or if you know Japanese then you can have so many part-time jobs opportunity available so you can like have some extra income then you can live like a comfortable life in Japan. So you are doing any part-time job or no? Uh, not yet. Like I'm not doing any part-time job because of the schedule of my like uh, university. Uh, I'm not getting like a lot of time to do part-time job. But uh, yeah, but getting a part-time job is like uh, always an option.
1: Yeah. So like as you see, the people who are in Europe, Germany, or maybe Norway, they mostly get jobs as like security mm-hmm. guards or they clean dishes or in the washrooms and all or you are at McDonald's and everything so Mm -hmm. in Japan is the same thing for students or is it different? yeah it's the same thing i know so many people like so many uh,
2: international students who are like working at uh, mcdonald's uh, working at like you know convenience store in japan which is like 7-eleven family mart and lawson and uh, not even uh, international students i know so many like almost every japanese student in my university in my lab they also work part-time to like uh, accommodate their uh, tuition fees, their accommodation, they, uh, they work as like a hotel staff, hotel cleaning staff add to like uh, some restaurants as a waiter. So it's also like a common thing to do here. If you are in the graduate, like a, doing your undergraduate or graduate, I think it's common then. I'm not sure about the high school student, like the Western country, I think like it's normal to do it after 18 years, after you turn 18 years or some age criteria. But yeah, once you are in university,
1: you, most of the people have part time job here. Nice. So, before I move to my last big question for you, can you share with our listeners any big three life advice, be it mentally, financial, economical, any life advice that you want to give to us at this stage or people who just want to come to Japan for their studies and you feel that this advice will help them? Any three. You can think a little bit and then say.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. I have to think
1: about it (laughs) because I haven't fulfilled it. About it? Uh, okay. the script is also that scripted all the questions that like should take to a... her <laughs> yeah
2: so yeah about uh, people coming to japan the most important life advice i would say is that to learn japanese If you know Japanese in Japan, I I did not know, I still don't know a lot of Japanese in Japan. And uh, I think I did not get much time because of my studies, but I am planning to like focus on, just focus on Japanese uh, for six months or something like that. But yeah, knowing the language of the country where you are going, where the English is not the native language. I think it's very, uh, important to have a social life in that country to able to uh, interact with the common people here, so yeah, knowing the language of any country, you are. Shall I start? Okay.
1: Yeah,
2: mm. so. Yeah, about the advice that I want to give, Uh, I'll start from knowing the language, knowing the Japanese language or language of the country wherever you are going, because I think it's very necessary to have a social life, to be able to interact with locals, Uh, knowing the language is quite important. And the second advice I want to give is learn how to cook. (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna save. It's gonna save you a lot of money. Learn how to cook basic food, like especially if you are a vegetarian person and coming to a uh, south, like East Asia country where there are not a lot of vegetarian options available. And uh, if you don't know how to cook, then it's gonna be like a very difficult uh, place to live in. Uh, so yeah, knowing how to cook uh, can save you a lot of money, and yeah, it's nice. And the third advice that I would like to give is to enjoy your alone time as well. Like, it's good to hang out with friends, go places with friends, but I think it's equally important to enjoy your alone time time Uh, Mm -hmm. especially like i have already mentioned like uh, living in japan can be lonely sometimes so in that environment if you learn how to enjoy your own company to go places alone to explore different places alone i think uh, it would help you a lot to survive and uh, yeah these are the three three advices
1: that i would like to give great advice so like you are vegetarian
2: no i am not vegetarian i do eat chicken so sometimes like it's kind of easy for me but i have friends who are vegetarian so it's like very difficult for them to find options here
1: uh... so like in japan what is like your favorite cuisine like which is veg or maybe with chicken and everything
2: So, my favourite cuisine is uh, Okonomiyaki, it's known as Okonomiyaki. You can have vegetarian options in it, Uh, Mm -hmm. if you say like uh, you don't want meat, they'll prepare a vegetarian option for it as well, but uh, it's not like, usually they don't have chicken in it, usually they have like seafood, shrimp as well as uh, like, octopus sometimes it depends like there are a lot of options for okonomiyaki so i really like the shrimp one uh, so, yeah, that's my favourite food and uh, I also like uh, tempura which is which is uh, like, if I try to explain it to Indian audience, it's like pakoda of Japan. So, they have like different pakodas of, uh, it's also of like shrimp tempura and like vegetable tempura. So, it's like pakoras of different, different things. <laughs> so, I like that a lot as well. So, like you have tasted ramen
1: pakka Uh Sorry? I have to see. You, uh, yeah. You have tasted ramen in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Very tasty. Uh, yeah.
2: It it's <laughs> depending. Uh, yeah, depends. Like, oh, where are you having them? Like, so,
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It's
2: like uh, I have had like uh, very tasty ramen as well. But sometime I, it's very difficult for me to. Like, uh, finish the whole ramen because uh, the servings of ramen here is too big, and uh, I cannot eat all that alone. And in Japan, it's considered very rude if you don't finish your food, and it's also not considered like it's not a common culture to pack the food and take it back home. Like, India, if you don't finish it, you, uh, you can take it back home. Right? That uh, so- <laughs> yeah, so in Japan, it's not that a common culture not a common practice. So, you have to finish all the food that's why i don't order ramen now that much because i'm i'm like uh, if i'm not able to finish it how i'm gonna deal with it but yeah i've had some tasty ramens as well so in ramen it's also difficult if you are like vegetarian because the ramen soup is gonna be the like pork soup or beef stew so it depends but there are vegan ramen options as well so yeah ramen is like you, you need to try it if you come to Japan. Must, must food.
1: Yeah, like, you know, like, I've seen so many videos and reads, like, there are so many lines after, like, outside ramen shops. And, like, why are people waiting because of that? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I think that's one of, like, a culture shock for me as well. Uh, so here in Japan, people really like to, like, wait outside the shops. Uh, they like you can tell how good the shop or the food is depending on the line of the people. So if there are like many people waiting for like two three hours, you can tell that okay the food here is gonna be so delicious, and other people also gonna line up. So yeah, that's the culture in Japan. If the food is tasty, if the ch- shop is very famous, they are gonna line it up, and like they'll wait for it two three four hours for like get reservation and all.
1: Ah, I see. So, just to send my camera. Okay, I don't know why it's happening. Yeah, it's glitching. Yeah, it's, it's glitching a lot. Wow. Okay, so i just turn it off yeah. and ask the question. So, like, mm-hmm. the last question to me is like a very personal one and I wanted to know it for a long time. So, even in Japan right now, are there any plans of you settling in japan forever and what are your future plans like after this like do you want to go back to your own country and pursue research and everything over there or like what do you want to do it in your future so yeah i've been thinking about
2: that a lot recently uh, i don't want to like uh, get a job in japan and have a work experience here uh, like see how the corporate industry work in Japan. So after my masters, I do plan to uh, get a working opportunity in Japan and stay here for like a few years. I'm not sure about forever settling in Japan yet. But uh, yeah, why not? Like if I get a good opportunity in Japan, I, I would love to like live here for a few years. And uh, I think same goes for India. If I get a good opportunity in India, if I get a work opportunity in India, I would love to go back to India and like work there or like any other country, if I have like a good opportunity. But yeah, working in Japan is kind of in my list for now.
1: Hope you get a good job and start working in Japan. So like uh, you want to, like you are doing master thesis right Mm -hmm. now, research Mm -hmm. and all, so you don't want to go into the field of academics, being a professor and all, and you want to go into corporate as you mentioned
2: yeah i for now i've been uh, looking to go like switching to corporate world uh, like do job after it and uh, probably after a few years if i want to study more then i I will like apply for phd
1: but for now uh, i'm looking forward for the jobs after my master's that's good so namaka do you have any last word in the in this podcast uh so yeah i think i had a great
2: time it was so nice to talk about so many different things i was like not prepared at all i was like i don't know what i'm gonna talk about but everything went so smoothly and uh, i thank you a lot Sudeshna, for inviting me and uh, yeah i had a great time with you and i hope like uh, people who want to come to japan come to there as a tourist or as a student i hope can help them with my videos.
1: So guys, I had a great time with you honestly. Like this was on my list for a very long time to invite you. I also wanted to invite somebody for a long time. So I just like wanted to have you in here and like you know, I used to watch your videos and always the way you explain and so brief, so calmly, patiently answering everyone's questions. It was really nice for a few people to help others and uh, it's like always a good thing like because of you I always say that I got to know about Met so I am so so Thank thankful you. to you because of that and honestly I just want like I feel such a good connection talking to you like I can talk Same. to you like hours and hours as a text yeah. as a big sister giving me advice and everything yeah, sure, sure. and like I had like very few guests who are like of the same age, or kind of just few years bigger than me, and I can connect with them. Last time I had Yoshito on the podcast, and mm-hmm. uh, one time I had one of my. uh She's kind of like a big sis. She was one of my podcast guests. Her name is Nabdeen mm-hmm. Rana. She was from University mm-hmm. of California. But yeah, my mom yeah, yeah. became so nice with her that I always call her a big sister. Right now, and oh, she said so that just come to California, and uh, I'll give you a full tour in here. So. I still really wish that one time I'll just come to Japan.
2: Yeah, sure. Just I'm and rooting and for you. Time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. If you want like any help while applying for MEX as well, you can always contact me. I'll help as much as I can. So I, I don't, don't think text you. this is the doubt right now. yeah, yeah sure 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 I'll, i'm like ready to share all the information because i i think like next was not that much popular and like known scholarship mm-hmm. many people want to come to japan like through animes and all japan is getting a, like popular destination but people don't know how to come to Japan but there are like a lot of opportunities other than next as well so I'm also like researching about some other opportunities so I can like tell other opportunities than next because MEXT nowadays has become so competitive so but there are like other unknown opportunities as well so I'm planning to release a video on that as well so yeah new videos <laughs> coming soon <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll
1: just click some pictures yeah sure Do you know like any Japanese like symbol we can do peace something? Yeah Anything mostly the piece? people They're Yeah the most of the <laughs> Japanese
2: people do this.
1: Yeah it came nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So just a second I'll just pause the recording.